and welcome back to bound by the scene podcast as y'all may have guessed it uh we have been um pretty much silent for a good while and there's definitely good reason behind it things have been picking up um life happens with various various people and um we've taken a bit of a breather a bit of a break um this is to kind of let everyone know that we are still planning on keeping this going we do have several several videos audios podcasts however you want to view it lined up in the future um we may take the extended break all the way until either december or even january because holidays are coming up with everybody but just to kind of clarify and make sure that everyone is aware of what's going on and what's happening i just as cynical bound wanted to let you know that me and spirit are doing just fine we're doing just great as a matter of fact i am recording this before the actual episode is going to play. Uh, this episode was recorded a bit late, uh, a bit earlier in the year, uh, right after episode 18, as a matter of fact. And I just never got around to posting it because, well, as I said, life happens. Um, and without further ado, I will leave you with the beginning of the episode. What? What in the hell was that, my guy? I am dying faster than scheduled. By golly, that should not have happened. That's what the schedule says. <laughs> uh, schedules. Those presumptuous bastards. This is why I can't make lists. Why would I listen to somebody that would give me bad advice like taking care of my own health? That sounds stupid and you shouldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Is why I don't do it. I don't make lists. This is just me, though. I make tons of lists and then ignore them. <laughs> See? Because I'm like, I wrote it down. I don't have to remember it anymore. And then I don't look at the list. <laughs> I wrote it down so now I can eat it for my brain. Now it's not taking space there. It's taking space from this paper. Oh, look, I don't have to pay attention to the paper. Remember that moment when your phone is like, and you're like... <sighs> Every time. That's been my fucking week. <laughs> that that's me every day. Just mm. what now? Please. So uh, I I think we lack the resources to start the episode properly. I I think we do too. Let me see if I can find a sound audio of a a, a sound audio. You say yes, a sound audio. <laughs> okay. I don't fucking know. Snap, crackle, and pop. That, that's that's what I got for the episode. Sorry. Okay. Um, so today's topic is going to be probably really, de- I, I, I'm, I'm hoping it's not divisive, but I don't like people. I'm that's, with you so far. That, <laughs> that's a, that's a sentence. Um, classism. Uh-huh. And how it permeates our kink world. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely there. Yep, yep, yep. So we're going to try discussing this in a non- confrontational matter i'm lying that's gonna be you're gonna try discussing this in a non-confrontational <laughs> manner i hate rich people <laughs> that's fair unless they're paying me also fair 
So I think we need to. I think we need to kind of like break down how how it is that this has permeated into kink. Because mm. um, we obviously know the the very big thing of that people with money can do basically whatever the hell they want. Uh-huh. How that is transitioned into kink life and all that fun shit um, is is the thing we're going to be trying to f- talk about and dissect and see how we can attempt to eventually probably not in our lifetime, but eventually move away from that um, whole thing organically mm-hmm. or even by force, by iron and fire. <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> so one thing that I wanted, I wanted to kind of look at firsthand is the individuals that are their for-profit um, models of like the clubs that we go to, the spaces mm-hmm. that we go to, um, not necessarily the small, I guess, would be the mom and pop ones that are just doing it to have a space open for individuals right. um, that only utilize um, the funds to keep lights on. Because, um, funny enough, in certain states and certain places, you can't have for-profit places. You have mm-hmm. to have a 501c7 to open up a kink venue um, and make it a uh, the, the organization's nonprofit. Okay. Uh, fun fact. Um so there's some there's some really interesting legal loopholes that you have to jump through in order to have like a kink space or a sex right. positive place. Um, swinger pla- uh, uh, swinger places end up doing this. Um, the 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 way that they skirt this is that it's a BYOB, mm-hmm. um, and nudity is uh, suggested but not necessarily um, plastered everywhere that where what's going on. Uh-huh. And also there's closed doors. Uh, so whatever happens behind closed doors, no one really knows what happens. Mm-hmm. The whole that whole moniker. Um, how people with money play into this is usually by donations. Mm-hmm. So sometimes what ends up happening is that you'll have a backer for okay. the for the venue. This was this is what happened with the uh, previously defunct dungeon that was in this area. Um, there was a anonymous backer mm-hmm. that the community didn't know didn't really know about and they used their money to basically build this place and put a lot of their influences into it mm-hmm. and that's where this comes into play right typically the people with money can influence what is okay and what's not okay right um so one of the biggest heads of that is that when they wanted to ask for more money from this backer he agreed or they agreed um at an exchange for a cost the type of cost was changes to what was permitted and what is not permitted. Right, changing policy. Yeah. Uh, one of the policy changes ended up being that he wanted to be able to basically close down the entire place for an evening and have his own um, soirees there that are, in the light of things, more like just sex positive, more like just sex parties, um, okay. if you will. That is something I don't have the money to do is back Right, place. there is no way that... You or I could have the sort of access to do that kind of thing. Yes, um, and that's not to be said of like, okay, this person. I I don't know how this person came up to their money, so I can't really speak on that. But when you have the disposable income of backing a various project that is not netting you anything, mm-hmm. that's disposable income that I will probably never see in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is how the the concept of like class can influence what other people are doing as far as like our our own fun times. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't typically see really see that at conventions, but you can. 
Um, I know there is a there's a couple of backers for some of the bigger rope conventions. Yeah, and they'll decide who gets invited and who doesn't. Who gets invited, who doesn't, who gets kicked out, who doesn't, mm-hmm. and who gets to dictate certain policies. Now, there are some groups that do mitigate that whole aspect. They're usually like consent-based groups, and they go around the entire convention making sure everything is up to a common standard mm-hmm. of pe- people like you and me would agree to, right? Um, as opposed to the higher-ups. But most conventions have... Um what would you call it it's the basically the second half of the convention experience which is all the after parties and whatnot Mm -hmm. and generally people of means are the ones that are organizing and supplying these things because they have the income to be able to do so um because like convention tickets are not cheap and you probably have to bring your own equipment as rope people i know that both of us would have our own set of rope treated for this and probably plan on leaving it there because of all the people we're going to co- come in contact with. So that's like $80 just on disposable. It's pro- it's what I would do. I don't know if it's what you would do. Um, depends. Uh, a lot of my rope doesn't really touch or touch any like naughty bits. So mm-hmm. my rope just gets retreated again and then mm-hmm. it gets baked in an oven and then that rope can get reused on some on another whole set. Okay, but there but there is a material and time cost. Correct. Um, that you will have to spend in addition to getting a room, getting your pass. Let's say a three day weekend at a convention that is not in your immediate city. Um, three hundred fifty bucks. Mm-hmm. Hotel costs for those three days, usually a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, which are the busiest times during a. Um, during a hotel's mm-hmm. whole thing. So let's just say on a good day, on a good weekend, mm-hmm. you are spending upwards of $500. Yeah. And that's not including anything you want to buy. That's not including food. Mm-hmm. That's just on ticket and place to stay. Mm-hmm. Not how you're going to get there. But if you don't have to worry about money, like if you don't have to stay up for two months to do this, you can also fund a couple of room parties or you can buy out a bar for an after party um and the amount of influence that gives you on the community just by putting your names in people's mouth is tremendous mm-hmm. um, if you want to be active in the scene you have to get to one of these places even if you aren't the one running it yeah in order to get any monicum of notoriety you have to be at these events there's a there's a social game that you have to play as um if you're trying to be one of the top performers Mm-hmm. And usually being one of the top performers comes with financial backing. Mm-hmm. So how you do your things, how or even if it's your own financial backing, um, how you get to these places is always going to be taken care of for you. If you're mm-hmm. if, if you're able to do it, if you're not able to do it, and we spoke about this in the previous episode about like education and all that, mm-hmm. if you don't have sometimes if you don't have the funds for it, you just can't go. Yeah, like a thing that um. Uh, that crosses my mind is I've had a lot of friends who are either kinky or interested in kink, but because they work service industry jobs, um, there is no way that they're getting off during the weekends. Uh, and they never get to go to these events and to meet people because most small weekday events are community insular. And the way you kind of move into these compartmentalized groups is through the big events like these sometimes um, um like i think the i think the more i think that is also accurate but some of the some 
some of the some of the groups it just depends on the city will have like a weekday month like munch throughout the day mm-hmm. to kind of like just meet people that are interested and that's another form of vetting mm-hmm. um granted this is based on time and time is a as cu- a currency that we also need to yeah need absolutely. to also um think about as well so there are some avenues that people can go but also like service but imagine people. only being able to go to the wednesday one is like we're gonna every time you get to hear about this cool party that's gonna be happening on sunday night that you can't and go. you cannot go yeah uh, it's not a it's not a pleasant thing it's it's that feeling of oh well i wish i can do this i wish i could k- take a day off but if you take a day off there goes part of your income yeah you might you might not be able to take a day off um a single work day might be the difference between you being able to keep your apartment or keep your lights on or, or afford your meds or pay for uh, you know grandma's medical bills like gas yeah gas um imagine having to choose between being overworked and either getting to do education or kink that is a tough call yeah and one that probably should be addressed in Mm -hmm. one way shape form or fashion the question is how especially if you don't have access to an event uh, Mm -hmm. place some places um will allow you to like get the space for just charge people five bucks and it can be any day of the week Mm -hmm. Uh, those places are harder to find but they're they're out there Mm -hmm. um stuff like this is why i emphasize um the small community friend groups as a accent to any bigger communities that you may be a part of because these groups can get together and go okay before our schedules come out we want to all try and coordinate for thursday for two weeks from now and small groups like that can coordinate something if they're lucky. Um, so as far as having a kinky lifestyle within um, kind of the the matrix of systems that run our lives, that may be a loophole that you can find. But um, I like to talk about practicality and what you can do. Mm-hmm. And there's not a lot that I can suggest that people do here, uh, which kind of sucks. But I want people to be aware of these systems. Um and even if you don't agree with me, I want you to see how I got here. I want you to see, like, the bits and pieces and experiences that make me look and go, this is a problem and understand why I'm doing it. Agreed. Um, and a lot of it has to do with, like, because then, cause then in the event that you are not able to go to these, like, bigger name events or mm-hmm. even some of the small, like, catered community ones that have a lot more, like, eyes and protection for you, mm-hmm. you may be more drawn to one of the house parties mm-hmm. where it's the owner of the house that dictates everything going on. Right, yeah. And you get into a smaller microcosms of communities that you will not hear about anything larger going on in your local area. Mm-hmm. And then you get stuck in a click. Mm-hmm. It may not be a good one, may not be a bad one, but you get stuck in it mm-hmm. because that is the only place you can go. Right. So there is a number of these, especially now um, in certain areas, now that like dungeons have been closing down because there's not, there's no access to them during the global panini. Mm -hmm. Um, So house parties have become more prevalent again. Um, And these places um, are the same thing as a larger convention. They're dictated by the person that owns it. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that we should remove them from their house (laughs) yet. Um, (laughs) But I am saying that these are these are also spaces that you, you you have a lot less power in somebody's house than you do in 
any sort of semi-public place. Mm-hmm. Um, Hell, even a, even a convention. Mm-hmm. Like, if you, a convention, you spend the money to keep it running, technically. Mm-hmm. So if someone has a bad experience, all eyes will be on the person. Enough of those stacked up will close the convention down. Exactly. Or one big bad one. But that doesn't really work for somebody's house. And if they are affluent enough, they might even have connections with the police and they can do whatever they want. Sorry. Choking on vapor. You like that, though. True. That's, <laughs> I just don't want people to think I, I'm getting people sick. No, that was me ingesting vape incorrectly somehow because dumbass. Ugh. Anywho, sorry about that. No, like having somebody that's in, in control of a of a play space like a house is a very very touchy feely thing mm-hmm. because I've gone to house parties before, and sometimes they're great and fun and fantastic. Other times they're sketchy as all get up. But uh, let's another class thing is um, a, th- a thing I think a lot of people glance over is sometimes being lower class means you might not have access to your own transportation. Mm-hmm. And um, I had my car stolen in late November and I was carless until very recently. And the amount of power that takes away from you is immeasurable. Like talk about feeling like a child. Um, having to like ask my friends to take me to the grocery store like I'm having to ask my mom's permission to go over to a friend's house that sucks and having to live like that is awful Um, and whatever you can say about those people about how they should have to solve the situation does not help right now in this moment where they're having to fucking deal with it Agreed. So let's add a kink scenario on top of that where you are at a house party and you do not have a car. You cannot leave when you want to. Um, You pretty much don't get to make decisions anymore. Or you don't get to make any decisions that would let you leave the situation. Or we'll take it even a step further. You got there through public transportation. The party ends Mm -hmm. after public transportation hours. It's 4 a.m. The buses are not running anymore. You have a an hour or two before buses start running again. Mm-hmm. So now you have to rely on people. Mm-hmm. If you're going to get home safely. <clears throat> Which is the goal. Yes. By the way. That, that <laughs> is the goal. That is the purpose of it. Um, and sometimes even pla- smaller places don't have access to Uber mm-hmm. or Lyft. And even then, what if you had to pay money to get into this house party? Mm-hmm. They're not always free. Mainly because upkeep and cleaning and all that. Cleaning uh, people's love juices is gonna is a, is a somewhat costly thing mm-hmm. I can't tell you the amount of money I've spent on cavicide and senicide We're not sponsored by the way that's just what they're called mm-hmm. um, it it's upwards of like $40 for a gallon mm-hmm. so like you but last year thankfully mm-hmm. um, it's if you paid to get to the house party and you don't have enough money left for the Uber mm-hmm. uh, you there you go you're reliant on finding a way to get home so like what i want to encourage people to do is like if you're in these situations know what to look for and if you are not look for people that are adjacent to you like you may have a car but you may have a friend that absolutely does not um you know look out for them and make sure that they don't get exploited because they are suffering from classism happening to them (laughs) 
They're suffering from capitalism, mm-hmm. which is a big problem. But we won't address that just yet. Mm-hmm. Let's let's stick to one one big bad thing at the moment. Mm-hmm. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of things to take away from the, this this disparaging thing where it's like you have people that are doing the things that you want and you can't get to it, mm-hmm. or you're in a smaller town that doesn't have access to these things. The nearest town is three hours away, and they have access to it. So you got to sacrifice drive time as well as gas money mm-hmm. just to get to these events. It's taxing on you. Mm-hmm. It will be because you're gonna w- look at everybody else having fun, and it's gonna beat you back down. Mm-hmm. But also, there are ways to kind of counteract this a little bit, and it's again the fr- a, a good friend group, a good network of gr- people that can possibly pull money together because i know the Mm -hmm. first time i went to a convention i did not have the means to go and me and a couple other people pulled money together for everything yeah and that was the only way we got to experience it but uh that's another thing that classism can affect right because if you are busy having to work 80 hours a week when are you going to make and maintain friendships that's true that's even tougher especially now now that there's there's even this whole now that we have no way to social be sociable with people mm-hmm. that's even tougher now making friends or maintaining friendships especially now with people working their ass off to get out of their situation currently mm-hmm. this year has kind of put that into perspective you don't have time mm-hmm. you won't be able to figure that out that's why people take to discord and zoom now mm-hmm which is fine. I'm perfectly fine with that. And you make friendships and all I'm that. I'm sure people are glad to have your permission. <laughs> I'm sure someone was asking for it. I don't know who, though. But you're welcome. You, that one person that wanted it. I don't know. <laughs> but it's, it's tough. It really, really is. And there's hardly a note that I can leave this conversation on other mm. than what to look out for if you start like getting involved into like something because like, once you get in, in, into the community and you start seeing certain things for yourself and someone comes up to you like hey would you like to run this would mm-hmm. you like to run that um that can also play a part into it because you don't know whose hands you're working for yeah uh, which is another interesting topic as far as this pay thing. attention to the people who are only there because they have um some form of like um uh class power let's call it um i can think of a couple people in uh a neighboring community that they are prominent because they can host the parties and they can afford all the booze and they've had the time where they can just literally spend four or five years hanging out at bars every saturday getting to know people and they've got the clout but Nobody actually wants to hang out with them because they're a dickhead. Like, <laughs> yeah, what was that old saying? Um, Impediabod. <laughs> Impediabod. I put my dick in a bag of Doritos. That's the saying. That's the one I wanted to talk about because I got depression. <laughs> don't copyright me, YouTube, please. Please don't. And even if you do. Don't. I think that a lot of that's... What a compelling argument. I know. I have all of the time for those. 
I think that also has to do with like content creation in a way, for especially for like accessing kink stuff and all that. Because if if you have the ability to shoot video and take the time and do all these things, you're able to get further ahead than most people, mm-hmm. which sucks. It really does. Mm-hmm. And then that goes back into the education aspect because the people have more access to things. Mm-hmm. Man, this turned into a really somber fucking episode. Oh, I knew this was coming. <laughs> but, uh, and like a lot of people want to say, well, everything you need is on the internet. And while that may be three quarters true, it still takes a time investment to be able to use those skills. Um, and what was the other one? Oh, not everyone has internet access. Some people still have data plans mm-hmm. where some they pe- get charged. Yeah, some people still have data plans. Some people um, have to share their Wi-Fi with people. Um, some people can't afford their Wi-Fi, so they go use what they can over at friend's house as long as they can. Some people still live with their parents, and they're they're in college. Mm-hmm. Some people still live with their parents, and they're not in college. Like, the circumstances of people's lives are very, very finite. They're not finite. Mm-hmm. They're very nuanced. But uh, I guess the message I want to leave this with is, like, we have detailed some of the forces that are affecting how people engage with kink and how they may be limited from truly engaging with kink as much as they would like to. And I kind of want people to just watch out for each other. And if somebody is, like, cool and good and aligned with you try and help them create as much of a pathway as they can into what they can't normally access and choose the kind of people that would do the same thing for you that's a good thing to leave off of as the only other thing i can sit here and say is like again the only way i was able to experience some of the things that i was experiencing was because i had a group of people that were we we all sat down and we're like all right we want this one thing here's what we're going to do and if you are, if you have access to that, do what you can. One of the biggest pieces of kink literature is um, Marquis de Sade's book, and that took place in the presence of a incredibly rich noble who was doing whatever they wanted in a place completely consumed with their own power. And I think, as far as the legacy of kink goes. As far as the power structures that outline that, those should be our caveman days, not our current. That is a very good way of putting that one. We should be moving forward from that. Mm -hmm. With that being said, don't forget to follow, like, subscribe, all that fun stuff. Well, yeah, you only can subscribe on YouTube and Pornhub. Everything else, just follow. Put your dick in a bag of Doritos. Yeah, and Padilla Bud. <laughs> don't, don't forget that saying. Take that with you to your grave. Put it on your tombstone for all to see that you put your dick in the bag of Doritos. Both my 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 gays, theys, and thems. By all means. With that being said, thank you guys for listening again. Avida Zane, au revoir, Jeanne. We'll catch you next time. Peace. <laughs>